0: we are God's people we are God's prophetic people Pentecostal people that might freak some of you out you don't know what Pentecost really means but that's the reason today I'm starting a series on the Holy Spirit for too long the church has been too quiet about the third person of the Godhead it's time for us to wake up the people of God, remind them that he is not an interruption he's not rude, if you want him let I me mean, know he's here All you have to do is reach out and receive the wonderful presence of the Lord. Amen. Amen. I'm feeling ready to preach if you're ready to hear. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Thank you, Miss Chrissy. Thank you, worship team. I don't know. I came back so excited. It's one thing to preach in another church. It's another to preach in your own. It's good to be with you. I miss you. Miss you online. I know you all miss us. I don't know how long you plan to be away, but we miss you. Let them know, Grove, how much we miss them. Please come home. Please, oh, come on home. we don't want you to be in danger, but um sometimes it's convenient to stay away. How I many of you can get in the habit of not going to church? Real easy. It's easy to get out of the habit of going to church and we miss them, and they miss us. I'm sure, and uh, if you want to stay home, keep sending your tithe. That's the least you can do. Bless the Lord. that was free. I feel like preaching, and I want to talk to you on uh, for a few weeks now on the on the topic of the precious holy Spirit of God. Listen, a lot of people really don't know how impactful, I believe the churches live below their potential in God because they don't understand the vitality of the power of the Holy Spirit, the person of the Holy Spirit, the work of the Holy Spirit. He is the third person in the Godhead. Yes, he is, and he's real. I said he's real. How many has experienced the presence of the Lord and the power of God through the power of the Holy Spirit? And uh, and some people are so turned off by Pentecost and, And they don't even know. It just simply means 50. It's 50 days after the resurrection. A lot of people don't understand, Pastor Mark, that the last commands were the Lord were not the Great Commission. The last command was not the Great Commission. Go, tell, teach, baptize. No. The last command from Jesus was go, wait in Jerusalem for the promise of the Father. That was the last command. Because you can't go, preach, teach, baptize, and train until you've been endued with power from on high. That's the church's mission. And that's why the enemy has put a, a, a mojo on the church today, like a spell, rocked them to sleep, asked them to forget about the precious Holy Spirit. How I many? We can never forget about the third person of the Godhead, and we understand who God the Father is. He's the the one who made the promise. It's the promise of the Father. Luke forty nine, you know. I mean, twenty nine, forty nine. You know the scripture, right? Said, "Go, wait in Jerusalem till I, I send the promise of the Father." And uh pray. And whenever you and whenever you get that promise, you'll know it. And when you get how I many know? Oh, when you receive the Holy Spirit, you know you received him. It's not a doctrine, it's not a some kind of experience. Come on up here with that child. I'm not preaching by myself today.
1: Somebody has dressed this kid up ready to preach. I want you to look at this. Look at the other little preacher. Did they hold that microphone. Oh, raise him up,
0: God. Raise him up to be a preacher. <laughs> Got his little jeans on. Poppy's not ready to wear jeans yet. But, but, uh, but I'll get there with you, son. Preach the word. Thank you. Thank you for letting me preach with him today. That's worth coming home to right there. Amen? And so, so a lot of people are misconstrued about the, the Holy Spirit and the, the command of God. It's not an option. It's not a suggestion. It's not a denomination. It's not just some dry, boring experience. He is real, and he is a personality, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Now, when I got saved, I really didn't have a a lesson in theology right away, but it wasn't very long. Melissa gave her testimony last week in Thibodeau. She got up and preached, gave her testimony about how God saved her. I'm not going to give her the mic today because I barely could preach last week. She wouldn't give me the mic back. But she told everybody how she went to camp as a little 16-year-old girl, Catholic girl, didn't have a pneumatology class, the study of the Holy Spirit. She didn't have a class on speaking in tongues or even being saved. But she went to camp, and how many believe camp is important? We're going to send our kids. We're going to send our youth, Pastor Bear, right? We're going to send them down there, and the Holy Spirit's going to bless them, fill them, call them, use them. And so she did, and she uh, she got simultaneously saved. I say simultaneously. I mean, you oh, have to go to Passover before you can go to Pentecost. I mean, oh, you got to get saved before you can even be a candidate to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And a lot of people are not, not sure about that. It's subsequent to salvation. How can you have Jesus' promise if you never even had Jesus yet? It makes sense to me, and I'm going to preach whether you say amen or not. All right. So she went down there. She got saved at the altar. And at the same altar, Brother Max, she started praying in unknown tongue. Tried to talk in English, but speaking in tongues way past midnight at youth camp at 16 years old. And nobody ever preached it. Nobody ever taught it. She never learned it. I mean, oh, it's the power of God that hit my wife. Well, she wasn't my wife then. She was my girlfriend. She came back to an unsaved boy like me and her unsaved family. And told us that she was involved in this um, this relationship with God that none of us understood because I mean, oh, until you know, you just don't know. So today, I just really want to introduce you to the Holy Spirit. He is real, and He is a real person in the Godhead, and it's His day. How I many know oh, the Church Age is the day of the Holy Spirit? The age of the Spirit is moving. He's touching. He's feeling. He's baptizing. He's calling. He's 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 doing all that He knows to do. And his job description is given by Jesus. He comes to lift up the name of Jesus. He comes to glorify Jesus. He comes to call us to Jesus. Is everybody hearing what I'm saying? And David and Baal, is that you? My goodness, welcome home. Would you help help me welcome them? God bless you and God bless you, your friends or family with you. God bless you. Glad to have you home. They just moved here back home. And
1: uh, boy, are we glad to have you. Make sure you see me. Don't leave without hugging me. That goes for all of you. Anyway, especially love
0: glad you're here. I'm sorry to interrupt my whole sermon, but that's my buddy and his wife and his family. So anyway, the Holy Spirit wants to do a great work. And I think because the church has rocked themselves asleep, and because it's really not popular, there's a lot of churches today that are saying that the message of the Holy Spirit is not popular, that he's had his time and that he's not. He's not. Uh, they actually say it, it. I mean, know he is not at it. He is a person. And there and there is important that we catch this because God wants us to to learn something. And maybe, maybe some of you are new to, to the uh spirit filled church, new to Oak Grove, you understand we are O'Grove and we are a spirit filled church. We believe the whole Bible. And we believe in the whole Trinity. And a lot of people understand God the Father, they understand God the Son and the work He did, and we don't we don't limit that at all. But how many know the Holy Spirit has work to do in your life. And we're going to talk about that for the next few weeks. The pathway, the school of the Holy Spirit. We're going to talk about the pathway, times of refreshing from the presence of the Lord. Acts chapter 3 and verse 19. And I hope I can get through this, but uh, the pathway to the spirit-filled life. You see, when you're baptized in the spirit, that's just the beginning of your spiritual walk. It's just the beginning. Some people act as though it's an end thereof, like you joined the club or something. But how many know there's not a club to join? There's a kingdom to be a part of, the kingdom of God, and it's forcefully advancing, and forceful men and women are laying hold of it because the Holy Spirit is is really real, and he's wanting to do something. He's a gentleman, though. He's not going to come in and barge into your life. He's not going to to, uh, knock you over and and, uh, make you do anything you don't want to do. How many know the Holy Spirit really wants to be with you, but you have to want to be with him? So I was I was glad to be saved in the early 80s in America when the Holy Spirit was emphasized on a regular basis. It was an early charismatic renewal and revival in the early 80s, and we got in. My wife, I told you, got saved at youth camp, gloriously filled, uh, and came back to her family, whom she prayed for. She prayed for us for about a year, bought us all a Bible, and um, know, know that I never read the Bible, never knew nothing about being saved, Never knew nothing about the gospel. I knew, I knew Jesus and I knew God. I knew Jesus was God's son. Uh, never mentioned the Holy Spirit. Nobody ever mentioned the Holy Spirit. Ever. So to come into the, to the gospel and to be saved and then hear that there is a, there is a a experience with God. You can have another level of intimacy with God. You can, you can actually go deeper into the things of God by opening yourself to receive from the Holy Spirit. And and that was all new to me. So so on Thanksgiving Eve, uh, 1982, sorry, it's 2022 now. I'll go back. 1982, I was at the altar. It was Thanksgiving weekend, and I began to praise the Lord. How many know a prerequisite to receiving is just giving praise to God? If you want to receive, you're going to have to open yourself up to God. In fact, people do it every day for the enemy. They open their mind to the flesh. They open their mind to the vulgar the vulgarity around the world. How I many know whatever you open your mind to is going to come in? And this world's opened their mind to all kinds of sorts of perversion and wickedness and evil and just trivial things, and they just fill their life with all kind of stuff, and they wonder why our children are running in the streets. How I many know if you'll open your heart and your mind to the Holy Spirit? He will fill you. The Word of God will fill you. God will fill you. And then you can make a difference in the hearts and lives of people. Because God will make a difference in your life. And so it was Thanksgiving Eve, and I was just thanking the Lord. I remember Brother Randy was on one side, Brother Terry was on the other. They each grabbed an arm. This was back when nobody was ashamed to pray. Right now you have to beg somebody to pull molars just to get them to come to the altar. I mean, you got to open your heart to receive. You can't be standoffish and ashamed and shy, or I'm just scared. Nothing to be scared of. I mean, oh, he's got something for you. And whatever God has for me, my friends, I want all He has. So I was so hungry, I just said, Thank you, Lord. And I just kind of tuned out these guys who were pulling me to the right and the left. One was saying, let go, the other was saying, hang on. I was confused as a termite in a wooden yo-yo. I didn't know what they were doing. But I wanted him so bad. I wanted him so bad. I just I just lifted my hands. And I said, Lord, Holy Spirit, if you if what preacher's talking about is real, would you baptize me tonight? And out of my belly came rivers of living water and I began to speak in an unknown tongue, one that I never learned. I didn't copy from Sister McGillicuddy. I didn't mimic or emulate or imitate. God baptized me with a spirit and I became a living soul. Amen. I became, I became a radical believer. I was already a believer. Everybody clear? I was already saved. This was Thanksgiving. I was just thanking the Lord for being saved and what he did through my wife and her family and I, my family. We, we, we were all saved and glad to be so. So listen to me very clearly. You may not have to speak in tongues to go to heaven, but I wouldn't want to go to Walmart without him. I need the Holy Spirit. How about you? And so I knew that and I, I received and, and and ever since then, the Lord has changed my life for his glory. Amen. And so, and so I'm thankful for that. But I hadn't either had I had a, a class on theology. Never went to Bible school yet. I just got so full of Jesus and the Holy Spirit baptized me with fire.
1: He's real.
0: He's real. And he fills my heart and my soul. And over the years, I've seen some foolishness in some churches. I've seen people try to mimic and, uh, like the book of, uh, First Corinthians where they misused and abused the gifts and they misused the spirit. And, uh, gave the Holy Spirit a bad name, bad taste. I mean, no, just because there are people that have, uh, that have taken advantage of the church doesn't mean that the God of the church is not good. And the Holy Spirit is still real. No matter how evil people can be or try to make name for themselves. But, uh, but, uh, I'm not ready to just quit explain just uh, quit teaching and preaching and explaining the scriptures. Um, just because they had a past experience that wasn't beneficial uh i mean no, they'll answer to god they'll answer to god and the people who want to make a name for themselves i mean no, just because they want to be visible doesn't mean he has to stop being vocal he's still the power of god he still is the third person of the godhead and so um Acts chapter 9, 1 and 2 said, while while Apollos was in Corinth, Paul traveled through the interior re- regions until he reached Ephesus. I'm going to come to our text later. but Until he reached Ephesus and on the coast where he found several believers. I want you to see this. Several believers. And he asked them, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? Did you receive the Holy Spirit? Some, some versions say since you believed or when you believed. And when you became a Christian. Have you received the Holy Spirit? That means that it's a, it's a, it's a experience with God subsequent to salvation. So you're already a believer. How many know God's got more? God's got more. That's what he's saying. And they said, the Ephesian believers said, no, sir. They replied, we haven't even heard that there is a Holy Spirit. And I'm talking to a generation today that may not even heard. Can you imagine that? A hundred and something years, 110 years in the Assembly of God, and they got some people sitting in the Assembly of God's churches, never heard? How can that be? Because I've heard pastors tell me that they don't want to offend anybody by preaching on the Holy Spirit. How are you going to offend people when you're talking
1: about the God that saves and fills and blesses? That God wants a gift for them. How's it going to be offensive to them? I'm
0: glad that God operates and moves and still speaks at Old Grove Assembly of God. I'm glad we can still teach on this series and we, maybe wake up a few people who have fallen asleep or just, just to introduce the Holy Spirit to some of you who may have never heard. That's my goal. That's what I'm going to do. I hope you enjoy the series. But that's where we are today. 2,000 years later, there's a God-designed pathway of life intended for every believer. Here's what Acts 3.19 says. Repent, therefore, and be converted, that your sins may be blotted out. That's a
1: prerequisite. And here's the result. So that times of refreshing may come from where? From the presence of the Lord. There's
0: a lot of people living in sin and wondering why they're not filled with the Holy Spirit. And the church is welcoming, and I'm glad we welcome all sinners, but we don't don't want them to stay that way. At Old Grove, we welcome all sinners, but we don't pretend that they need to stay that way i mean no, there has to be a transformation you got to get saved i'm glad there's new believers in the church but how I many know there's more there's more you got to get in the word you got to get all that god has for you and the holy spirit ready today how many believe the holy spirit ready today and throughout the series to fill born again believers so may god reveal to you And I believe in the word of God and how how God reveals himself in the word. But I want you to personally experience the spirit of God for yourself. And uh, when his presence comes, you will know it. You will know it's him. He can never uh, be fully known just by reading about it. And uh, a lot of churches and a lot of pastors stop teaching. Stop talking. Because of abuses and excesses in days gone by. When people have, have used legalism. And said, if you don't speak in tongues, you don't go to heaven. How many know that is not true. The only thing you need to go to heaven is Jesus. I need a loud amen there. Jesus is what you need. The blood of Jesus is what you need. But after you're saved, he's got a whole lot for you. And the word of God declares that, teaches that, explains that. I want to take time throughout this series to do that. So I hope you'll give me time. You can never fully know him by reading about it. Or debating about it. In Bible school today. In Bible schools. They're debating about whether speaking in tongues is of God. Or that whether you have to speak in tongues to receive the baptism. In the Assemblies of God churches. And so I'm glad that Doug Clay and our leadership team still knows. Come on now. I'm glad they still know that what we have believed for 110 years is still true. God still baptizes in the Holy Spirit. Whoa, I'm glad y'all believe that because I still believe that. And so he wants to give you times of refreshing from the presence of the Lord by filling you with his Holy Spirit. That's the purpose of this sermon, to introduce you to that wonderful, wonderful third person of the Godhead. And uh, Peter's telling this story in in, the book of Acts, and uh, it's a description of the baptism in the Holy Spirit. He describes the baptism as times of refreshing from the presence of the Lord. And it reminds us of, of Acts 2, 38 through 39. And they, they were all in one place after the command from Jesus, the last command from Jesus. He spoke again, but, he, but his last command as he was leaving earth to go was go, wait, wait in Jerusalem for the promise of the Father. So what the prophets have prophesied about, what God has promised that you would receive, Joel chapter 2, in the last days, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and daughters shall prophesy, right? Nobody exempted, not exempted by your race. You're not exempted by your gender. I mean, oh, whoever will, let him call on the Lord and repent and be baptized, he said. And he said, uh, repent and return to the Lord so that... Times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord. So the baptism of the Holy Spirit, I want to tell you today mainly what it is not. All right? There is a design by God for every believer to be filled with the Holy Spirit. But let's say, uh, don't want to go too far, but I want to tell you what he is not. He is not a man-made experience. Come on, help me out here. The Holy Spirit is not man-made. It is refreshing from the presence of the Lord. In Acts chapter 2, sound of heaven. Sound came from heaven, not from earth. As there was a sound that came in the upper room from heaven. It was sent by God. You understand that there's equality on the Godhead. Let me just teach this a little bit. There are three persons in the Godhead. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Understand this. So God the Father, and God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, they're all equal. They're one. I said they're one and in value, they are one in value. They are equal, but in function, they are different. So there is that which is in the father. That's not in the son. There is that which is in the spirit. That is not in the son. You understand? And they're equal yet. They're subordinate one to another father. God had the promise, right? And he sends the son to go to the earth to die for the sins of the world. Right? Right to open the way, access back to God. Does anybody believe that? Jesus said yes, and he accomplished his mission. And when he died and he rose again, he split the heavens open, and he took the blood that he his own blood, and he put it on the mercy seat, and God said, I'll receive it. Your blood has taken care of all the sins of the world. How many know that's good news? And that's what you need before you can ever talk about the Holy Spirit. But the Holy Spirit, when he got to heaven and and God said yes, he tagged the Holy Spirit, Jesus did, and sent the Holy Spirit. I know because Jesus said it perfectly. He said, it's expedient that I go away. It's absolutely important that I go away. Because if I don't go away, the Holy Spirit can't come. You hear that? So when he left, he, he, uh, equal with God, equal with, you know, Philippians 2 says that the kenosis he's equal with god didn't think it robbery to be equal with god yet he became the servant so he tags and the holy spirit comes in acts chapter 2 from heaven that's where it's from it's not a man-made experience sound from heaven and tongues of fire i mean no, i hope the fire department shows up today because there's so much fire in here i don't want to burn anything down lord you know that But I would love the people of God to sense the presence of God so that times of refreshing can come from the presence of the Lord. You know what? We may have this. We may not have that. But how many know we got to have the presence of the Lord? Hey, Old Grove, we can give up this and we can give up that. We may not be the flashiest church, but how many know we have to have the power of God in our midst? We need the presence of the Holy Spirit in our church, and I would resign if he never showed up again. I need him. We need him. We're limited in what we can do. In fact, John talks about the unction we have from the Holy Spirit to even preach. I mean, the Holy Spirit can preach through us, teach through us, sing through us, lead through us, love through us. That's what the church was doing. They were waiting on God's promise. Jesus already took care of his. It's not a man-made deal. Is anybody getting this? And so it's not man-made. It does not have its origin in the will of mind or mind of man. It's not an invention of the Pentecostal movement. We didn't invent this. I mean, it's always been. In fact, the Holy Spirit was there in the beginning. Let us make man in our image, right? And so he was already there in the very beginning. His origin is from heaven, not from man. And so it's, not, it's, it's an experience from God. Times of refreshing from the presence of the Lord. It literally means from the face of the Lord. Hallelujah. Brother Mark, when when God's baptizing you in the spirit, his face is is right on you. His presence is right with you. And how many know in the presence of the Lord, there's fullness of joy and peace that passes all understanding. You can't even figure it out with your mind. It's not a man-made experience a god-made experience and so it's not trivial it's revival and translates directly from the lord himself amen their sound suddenly their sound came from heaven it's a promise of the father it's a life-changing encounter with the living god i'll tell you what i got up off that altar and i was already crazy radical for jesus i couldn't believe that jesus was willing to die for my my life to save me (laughs) I can imagine him saving the preacher and the people at the church. They were wonderful people. But me? How many are thankful for the grace of Almighty God? Come on, that he touched your life too. Maybe you've been in church all of your life. You think you deserve it. How many all have sinned and come short of the glory of God? There's none righteous. No, not one. So I was so overwhelmed and grateful. I took all of my rock and roll T-shirts. And I went to the levee and I burned them in a 44-gallon. Drum, put a little gas in there. I burned it all up, burned all the weed. Everybody was high that day. I burned it, let it go up into the sky. <laughs> oh, the, the 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 eight tracks, Melissa said, remind them about the eight tracks. I mean, no, that wasn't yesterday. <laughs> ACDC went up in flames along with Kiss and all the other junk. I'm just telling you that's where I came from. And and uh, I wasn't saying, as a young man, I didn't know I was worshiping. I didn't think I was worshiping the devil. But what I was doing, I was breaking up with the devil. How I know mean, I took the ring off, said, you can have it. I ain't wearing your class ring anymore. I'm going out with God. You understand, I changed partners. I was dancing. Now I'm dancing with a new partner. I was drinking. Now I'm drinking on a new wine. Does anybody understand what happened to me? I'm high on the most high. I burned all that stuff. We celebrated.
1: Put my albums in there. Even Leonard Skinner. Can you believe it? Oh, it took a lot. Sweet home, Alabama. Goodbye. Goodbye, world. Goodbye. I remember singing the old song, I have decided.
0: Oh, yeah. No turning back. No turning back. The cross before me. the world behind me no turning back i was so glad so saved man couldn't do what god did for me the pentecostals didn't invent him he's god and he is from god and times of refreshing filled my soul from where from the presence of the lord from the face of god amen it wasn't the church and i thank god i had a great church but it wasn't the church that transformed me it was the Holy Ghost. I know, I know you believe that. It's a life changing encounter with a living God. And not only is he is he not a man made experience, he's not a dry, unemotional experience. I was I was raised up in a, a spirit filled church. We used to say Pentecostal, but now people freak out because uh say Pentecostal all kinds of things can conjure up in your mind. Like hanging from the chandeliers and and, uh, you know, all of these old law, uh, law-driven law things that uh, was so outward show, and inside they were dead man's bones. I mean, old Pentecostals can be just as religious as any other. Oh, I wish I had some help here. And I grew up in that kind of legalistic a little bit, but I was kind of glad that I got a little hold of something anyway. Now I can grow in the Lord and find out where they were extremes. But I want you to tell you something. Satan always loves extreme games. He loves to take it to the nth degree. He loves to make the pendulum swing all the way over here. I know that because in 1995, the Pentecostal revival of the, of the Pensacola revival, remember that? And people were just having a time in the presence of the Lord and refreshing was coming. And some churches got a little scared. I mean, no, I'd rather have a little wildfire than no fire at all. And they got scared and they made people sit down and fold their arms. Then they went all the way over here and there was no life at all. From too much life to no life at all. I mean, the Lord wants to bring some balance in the house of the Lord. He do not want you to lose your mind. You don't lose your mind. I said, God baptizes your mind, He fills your life and your body and your spirit and your mind, He controls you. That's why Ephesians 5 said, don't be drunk with wine. Don't be controlled by wine, which is in excess. But be filled with the Spirit. That word filled is continually filled, not, I don't want to get ahead of myself. But He, He is, uh, He is a God who has personality. He has, He has emotion. Why, you know, you can grieve the Holy Spirit. Did you know that? I said, did you know you can grieve the Holy Spirit? Did you know you can uh, quench the Holy Spirit? It's for real. So he is in fact God. Therefore, everything that can be said about God can be said about the Holy Spirit. God is holy. The Holy Spirit is holy. Hence, Holy Spirit. Okay, I'm not trying to insult anybody's intelligence here, but
1: God is omnipotent, all-powerful. So is the Holy Spirit. But he is the spirit of God. Unlimited.
0: He's eternal. So is the Holy Spirit eternal. God is love. The Holy Spirit is love. That's why he's not going to intrude and barge into your life and make you do stuff you don't want to do. If you don't want him, he'll just go on to the next. If this church doesn't want the power of God, how many know he'll go to the next one? And I believe, uh, I believe in our culture today, we've just allowed him to just go away. As in Ezekiel. They wrote Ichabod over the tour of the church and the glory of the Lord departed. Oh, what a bad day. I don't know how dark it's going to get out there, but how I many know the light must keep burning inside this house? It's going to get ugly out there, but it doesn't matter as long as you have the presence of the Lord in here. Oh, the presence of the Lord will change the atmosphere. It will change your attitude. Amen. And so he's here. It's not man-made. And it's not just some unemotional experience like Uncle Bud Robinson. He was at a nominal church, and he had a speech impediment, talked like that a little bit. And uh, when the Holy Spirit would move, he would get excited and start shouting and jumping. So the ushers came up and said, Sir, said, uh, I don't know who you are, but in this here church, if you get uh, standing up and shouting,
1: we will sit on you. And Uncle Bud said, well, bless God, if I'm red hot, you won't sit there very long. Hallelujah. It's not an unemotional experience. I mean, when
0: God touches you, something's going to happen. When the wind of God begins to blow, you can't hardly stand in the presence of the Lord if you receive. But if you have your guards up, if you're apprehensive, if you think God's going to give you a raw deal or something funny or How many know there is some weird people out there?
1: Don't look around. (laughs) There is weird people out there. And there's some weird stuff online. Oh, I need help here. Y'all just about choked me. (laughs) Woo! There's some weird stuff on TV.
0: There's preachers preaching weird stuff. In fact, The weirder they preach, the more people show
1: up. I mean, they're packing out the house, all kind of foolishness. But you get the real. You know why? Because the Holy Ghost, he
0: doesn't play. First thing he does is convict you of sin. Man, he'll come right in and put his finger right on your area of your life that tells you why you're not experiencing God's best for your life. He'll put his finger on it. Remove this, remove this. You know why? You can't. You can't land an airplane on a busy runway. Got to clear some things out. I need some help to preach here. You got to get to Texas. Repent. Return to the Lord. So that times of refreshing can come from the presence of the Lord. You can't live in sin and have a revival inside. That's a double-minded man. Unstable in all your ways. You can't have the world and Jesus too. So, it's not unemotional. And uh, although the Holy Spirit can be grieved, quenched, Ephesians 4, 25 through 32 tell you that, he also refreshes and quenches your thirst. John 4, 13, you drink of this water and you'll never thirst again. Hallelujah. Refreshing. Man, I don't know, but I got up off that altar. I was a changed person. Fire. Jeremiah says, like fire, shut up in my bones. I wanted to tell everybody. I wanted to tell everybody about Jesus. Told a lot of my friends. A lot of my friends came to Jesus. In fact, I believe that most people win more people to Jesus in the first six months of their salvation than they do the rest of their whole walk with God. Why is that? Because they're
1: fired up.
0: It's fresh. When was the last time you had a fresh in feeling? Well, I'm not emotional. Oh, yeah, you are. Yeah, you are. Ma'am, if I went into your kitchen, took your finest china,
1: and broke them all over the kitchen floor, I know you'll get emotional. If I took your kid and slapped him around, how I many know oh, mama would get mad real quick. I've seen some of you at the baseball park. Little Johnny hits a little.
0: He got out. He didn't even make it to first. And you screaming and running around like he's some all-star. You have emotions, but you choose to do what you want with your emotions. I mean, when you get full of the Holy Ghost, you can't control your emotions because he is the greatest thing in your life. And you can quench it and say, you ain't going to do that to me. I ain't doing that. Well, listen, if you're going to be that way, be that all the way. Don't give the St. Louis Cardinals all the cheer and Jesus nothing. I'm helping myself preach. If you don't want to help me, I'll preach by myself. I love the LSU
1: Tigers and New Orleans Saints and the Kansas City Chiefs. But I love my Jesus a whole lot more. Amen? Don't make me drop purple and gold confetti out of the ceiling. I love sports, but guess
0: what? I love God a whole lot more. And if I'm going to get excited about something, hey, I'm going to be like David. I'm going to lose my dignity when it comes to Jesus. The presence of the Lord and Michael. His wife said, "You're not acting civilized. You're not acting respectfully." And that's one of the reasons why they put the Holy Spirit on the back burner in church, because he's going to offend people when you start getting excited. And nobody over here is screaming, so nobody over here screams and nobody yells and nobody prays out loud. And nobody's speaking in tongues, so nobody's doing anything. And nobody's getting nothing because everybody's decided to shut up. And the devil has squelched <laughs> and. And put a muzzle on the church, I wish I had people helping me preach. The devil has shut the church down by removing the power and presence out of the midst, but I'm ready to wake it up. Amen. I'm telling you it is it is something he has a will acts sixteen six he has a mind john sixteen thirteen he has emotions galatians five twenty two for well, the fruit of the Spirit, the fruit of the Spirit, is love, joy, peace,
1: patience, kindness, gentleness, goodness, self-control. Hello? That's emotion. I call it he motions
0: because he has emotion. He's not dry and unemotional. Let's keep going because you're not liking that one. The Holy Spirit is not a one-time-only experience. And that's what I think happened for a lot of people as to God. Go down the altar hungry when you first got saved. You got baptized at camp. Why is it that youth, Pastor Bear, why is it that youth can go to camp and get all filled with the Holy Spirit? What did I lose them? Did the rapture happen? Hey, stay at your stay at your chair, buddy. Don't leave. Anyway, I need you, buddy. Anyway. <laughs> he's, he's around here somewhere. Anyway, why is it that kids go to camp and get all full of the Holy
1: Spirit and come back and act like they don't they can't even talk? Why is that? I'll tell you why. Because familiarity. My friends
0: are over there getting the Holy Spirit. I can get the Holy Spirit too. So, so if monkey sees, monkey does. If you shout, I shout. I mean, you got to learn how to shout all on your own. You got to find yourself with God, no matter if everybody in the youth group is doing it or not, or if anybody else in the church is shouting or not. Whatever
1: he did for you ought to be good enough for you.
0: So, well, I'm just not, I'm just not that person. Oh, yes, you are. It's the same excuse to people. They say, I'm from New York. I can't help being ugly. My conversation's ugly. I'm rude. I'm just from New York. You better find Jesus. I don't care where you're from. Just because you're from New York don't give you a right to just tell people off. You gotta control your emotions. I'm not telling you that you lose your mind when you get the Holy Spirit. I'm telling you, He controls you. He controls you. I've seen, I've seen times where whiskey or wine or drinking or, or whatever has, has controlled people intoxicated. Even get DWIs driving with intoxication. But you need a new DWI driving, driving with inspiration. I mean, oh, that ought to bless you. You need to trade in that old life. If you were willing to dance on top of the table in the bar room, but you come in the church room, and you can't even open your mouth.
1: That'll preach in some other church. Let's just quit. Next one. He's the third person of the God. He's not man-made. And he's certainly not a one-time. Hello? He's not a one-time thing. The Bible talks about on and on we go.
0: The initial physical baptism is a one-time baptism for a lifetime. Of power. It's a one time baptism for a lifetime of power. Times of refreshing. So I remember going to the altar after I was in my home church. I'd go to the altar every Sunday night because Sunday night was Holy Ghost night. How I many remember that? Wish it still was. It is here whether you want it to be not, it is. In fact, every day is Holy Ghost Day. I remember leaving a church in town. We were going to a church and coming to the Sunday before uh coming to Old Grove to be your pastor. Pastor wanted to take my wife and I out to dinner for our last service. And in the parking lot, he put his arm around me. And he said, now, Brother Ron, you're not going to go across town to Old Grove and designate Holy Ghost service on Sunday night and all that, are you? I said, no, sir, Pastor. Every service is designated Holy Ghost service. Because, I mean, oh, whenever he shows up, everything changes. I said, when he shows up, everything changes. It's up to you. He's not a man-made experience. He's certainly not a one-time experience. Make no mistake. Many people make the mistake to think that one experience with the Spirit is enough. No matter how powerful, wonderful, or life-changing your experience with the Spirit may have been, one experience is not enough. In Acts chapter 2, Acts chapter 4, verse 8, Acts chapter 4, verse 31, repeated, repeated, continual feelings of the Holy Spirit. The pattern went on and on and on. Even the Ephesian believers that I read about when we first started had not known Jesus. Now they receive the same experience that they did in Acts chapter 2 and chapter 10 and chapter 19. Hey, we are making a precedent from the Word of God, not from a doctrine, from some man-made religion. From the Word of God. Believe it and receive it. Be continually filled with the Spirit. Amen? Continually filled. I'm almost done here. Keep on asking. We must seek the Lord for repeated feelings with the Holy Spirit. Pastor Ron, how can I receive?
1: Well, pretty simple from the text today. What must I do? Well, repent and return so that times of refreshing
0: may come from the presence of the Lord. Do this. Chrissy and Taylor and worship team, if you want to come, we're going to have an altar time. It's 20 after and you've got plenty of time to seek the Lord you got plenty of time to speak seek the lord unless you got to go and we get that but if you if you keep doing the same thing you're doing you're going to keep getting the same thing you got you're going to have to di- get in and 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 receive from the lord return to the lord right repent of your sins and return to the lord that's a simple a simple recipe for receiving the holy spirit clean the house say i'm saved but i got a lot of <laughs> I'm a saint, but I got a lot of sinners' ways. Well, you need to get a cleansing. How I many know there's nothing wrong with a good cleansing? So that times of refreshing can come from the Lord. Because, yeah, it'll hinder you. Sin hinders the power of God operating in your life. Does anybody believe that? Of course. So repent. Return to God. Ask him to feel you. Ask, seek, knock. Look what Romans 5 says. It said, verse 5 said. If we, fathers, being evil, know how to give good gifts to our children, how much more shall your heavenly Father give the gift of the Holy Spirit to them that what? Ask. James says you have not. Because you ask not. People are just going through the day, going through the motions. They're happy and content with where they are in the Lord. How many know he's got some power ready to give to you? He's got some spiritual power, maturity he can, he can help you with discernment. Does anybody believe we need discernment in this last day? How about wisdom? Does anybody think we can use a little bit of godly wisdom from the Holy Spirit in this last day? So ask Him and He'll feel you. And then believe, believe the promise. The promise is for you and, 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 and for those afar off. He was, Joel was prophesying even for all of us 2,000 years later. There's denominations and churches that'll tell you it was just for the apostles and it's over. But I've been living for God long enough to see God do some powerful things. How many have seen God baptize people and heal people and do miracles? Even in this house. Even as a couple of weeks ago, Rick got a healing in his back. God's still on the move. Hey, Oak Grove, God's still alive and well. And God still speaks. And he who speaks in an unknown tongue speaks to God and not to man. He's still baptizing. I said he's still saving. He's still feeling. And I mean, oh, he's still coming. And the day that we're coming to, we're going to need the power of the Holy Spirit. Empowerment. So that's all we need to do. I didn't come close to preaching. I didn't come close to preaching anything But I gotta tell you this, before you can ever receive the Pentecostal experience, baptism of the Holy Spirit, 50 days after the resurrection, Pentecost. Before you can ever get that, you have to go back to Calvary, go back to Passover. You have to have Jesus in your heart. If you're listening online, the first thing you have to do is receive Jesus by faith. Once you receive Jesus by faith, how many know He'll transform your life? He will cleanse the house. He will cleanse your mind. How many remember when Jesus touched your life and changed your life? Then you're a prime candidate for anything else God has for you. Anything you want from the Lord, you're a candidate. But you can't live in this wishy-washy, half-hearted kind of living for sin one week and living for God the next week. You got to get this thing together. So that
1: times of refreshing can
0: come from I want you to stand with me I'm